Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Saints Radio. And we're so thankful to um, be able to have these these moments that the Lord has provided um, every week, but particularly during this crucial season in the in the things of the Spirit. God is doing some incredible things, and um, it's as if He has uh, He has accelerated uh, the release of so many dimensions of his spirit according to what his eternal timetable is. And um, I know that there are, there are visitations from the spirit that are, that are different. That's the best I can say. You know, we've been, we've been blessed to, to be um, encountering the angelic for, for a long time. And it's always been a, a, a tremendous blessing and a tremendous thing. But the visitations that God is releasing in this season are more, more intimate. Uh, it's hard to describe this because how you don't want to downplay what God has done in the past. That's not the motive. But it's it's as if He is investing Himself in in a measure of promotion to His people for what He wants to accomplish in this season. So. We just speak a word of encouragement to all of you. We release uh, the blessing of the Lord. We release His healing power into your life. And regardless of what you've been facing, God is there with you and He is able to set you free right now. And we proclaim that into your life and believe that you're going to walk in freedom and in, and in, in, in health physically but most importantly, you're going to be released into a fuller dynamic of his presence and that you would know him in ways that you've, you've never been privileged to know him before and that you would walk in that, in, that, in that dynamism. And so we proclaim that for you. We are coming out of a year where uh, tremendous things have happened and we rejoice in that. In fact, I think tomorrow night on Wednesday Night Live, I'll be kind of going back through a number of blessings that God has given us in this new year. And I, I, know, that, um, I know that the Bible commands us that we should give thanks and we should express our appreciation. And we don't want to yet let this year go by without reflecting on the things God has done. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow night and we're looking forward to what's coming in the new year so many fantastic things are already scheduled and are in the process of being developed uh, throughout the world but um, we are we are really privileged to be working with our father and uh, may God continue to bless that pathway one of the things that God is is doing is he is stirring up the hearts of those those men and women who are just on the very beginning of their of their walk in in God as as champions, and um, we happen to have one of those with us today in this humble studio, and that is our resident mighty man Noah Terrell. No, it's good to have you it's here. Good. It's so good to be here. 
Resident Mighty Man. Resident Mighty Man. That's a good title. I'll take it's, it. It's like a superhero. <laughs> Oh. We've, been, we've been having a wonderful time of prayer uh, over the past hour, and Noah was ministering prophetically in song and at the piano, and I just am so grateful to the Lord for what God has done already in his life. Um, he grew up here. You know, he, I, I always think of the, of the uh, litany of stories about Noah, but when he was about probably two or younger, we had a healing line on a Sunday morning, and I somehow asked Monica to go down to the nursery and get Noah, and she brought him up, and so I held him, and we went and laid hands on people, and he'd stick his hand on people, and it was really a powerful thing. <coughs> there was one, there was a couple that was visiting on that morning, and this man had a heart condition, and uh, I put my left hand on on the guy chest and I told Noah I said no you put your hand over there beside mine and he was just a little guy with curly blonde hair at that time but um so your ministry began very early praise god it did yeah, yeah I, I remember I'm just talking I, I reckon you should talk in the microphone I, I remember when when the lord really began to stir things up here and I was pregnant and I mean, it, that's a totally, it, it's totally, it was something that I had to really learn how to um, to apply, I guess I should say, just that stage in my life because, um, you know, when you're, you have an, in, you know, you have a small child and then you're pregnant with another child and all the things are happening in the church and I could feel my heart being drawn into intercession and I had this young man in my, this young seed baby in my womb and and I knew that I knew that I knew that there was purpose in the timing of his inception and the development of him um, coming into this into this world at such a significant time in the body of of and in our body Mm -hmm. and what God was doing and every measure of impartation that I received during that that significant time in the very beginning, because you know the beginnings are so important. Every measure of impartation that I received, I I received it for him. And and you know, you can't put a price on that. You really can't. But I remember even early on, and this is not an hour we're just gonna talk about Noah. No, but we're, we're gonna, setting the yeah. stage here. No, we're just speaking into your your destiny, and you represent a generation, Noah. You truly do represent yeah. a generation, and so we're so thankful that God has raised you up in this atmosphere of sonship, and you represent that in the kingdom, and and God's calling you to be a voice and a leader in the in that the midst of that generation. But but I remember just sensing such purpose in my womb. Um that God was speaking even then over your life. And we'd have prophets that would come back in that day and, and several prophetic words came about your destiny. And, um, so just know that, that God has been speaking into your, well, from the foundation of the world, but he has laid your destiny out from even from the time you were in the womb. And, um, and then the enemy came and tried to take you Mm -hmm. in the third trimester. And, um, but that no way pastor came in and 
and had speaks with you. <laughs> yeah, I remember that because you came, uh-huh. you had just heard from the doctor and you came and sat in the front row right across from the piano where you were playing. And um, I knelt down and there were a lot of people around. I forget who all was there. But I knelt down and got put my face right next to your belly where he was. And I was talking to him. And I said, um, I said, I think I started off saying, hey, buddy. <laughs> I said, you're going to be okay. We rebuke, this, uh, we rebuke this attempt to cause you to lose your life or to be deformed in some way. And I said, God, God's spirit is with you. And I, I remember that day we released the spirit of the Lord to commune with you in the womb and just to make that a, to make that a, a, a temple in there. And um, uh, that was a really precious time. And I, I cherish those memories, but I, I remember what your mom just said, that God has, uh, God has really put you in a position uh, for this, for this, for this time, you know, you could borrow that old phrase for such a time as this, but really for this time, and it's not just started now; it's been ongoing throughout the throughout the years. And um, anyway, it's good to have you here, Noah, and you're uh, you're. You're really uh, experiencing a lot of tremendous things right now as God is getting ready to launch you into uh, a time Mm post-college. And I don't know what you may want to share. I don't know if the Lord's put scriptures on your heart or if you just want to tell us about what's been happening or it's it's just an open slate here because you know yeah. we we chit chat up here you know yeah, it's a that's the way to do it conversation yeah. so much more comes out it's more it's, freedom write that down will you it's true so we joke about it because we we really don't know what we're going to say when we first come <coughs> up here and as we talk finally the spirit kicks in and it's usually a, a real groundswell so yeah you are a, you're a son of this so you're 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 well schooled in chit chat. Yeah, I'm very well schooled in chit chat. Um, so go for it. Yeah, the Lord is doing so much, and it's really funny because I think a lot of times we don't ask for what it is that He's about to do, um, mainly because we don't really know what it is He's about to do because He moves in different ways in different seasons, and. As I reflect on what he's been doing in my life in this season, it reminds me of what he did in my life at an early age. And so it's kind of funny that we're talking about that. Um, Because I was reflecting this past year um, and meditating with the Lord about his presence in my life because I was going through a season of refinement. and, um, And a lot of times I think his spirit, well, his spirit is the comforter. Jesus said that he was going to send his spirit, which was the comforter. And I think that in seasons that are hard and when we walk through refinement and we're in the fire, he he sends his spirit, which is the comforter. And the way he did that this past year was reminding me of his presence in my life from such a young age. And um, thinking about the first time that I really experienced him tangibly in my heart and um, 
Yeah, I think we all have moments where we experience God, like, physically, and we can feel Him, and there's just this thing in us where we're like, whoa, convicted of the truth of who He is, not because of the words that we read or the things that we hear, but because of a physical sensation in our bodies. And the Lord was reminding me that the first time that happened was here, and I believe I was like seven or eight, maybe, and it was at a seminar, and you had us all go lay hands on each other in the middle of worship, and I was behind the drum cage because I always dance back there. And I remember I walked up and I put my hand on AJ's back. And as soon as my hand touched his back, it was like like power was surging from my hand all the way through my body. Wow. And I didn't have any idea what was going on. I didn't ask for it. I was not expecting it. I don't know why it was happening, but I couldn't help but just start to weep um, and really just like shake because this thing was happening in me that was inexplainable and I still can't put words to it. But... I think that the Lord honors a pure heart and he searches far and wide for those who are after his heart. And I think that as a kid, I didn't, I grew up in, in this, I grew up with this language and the spirit. I grew up um, having activations and, and intercession and pr- prophecy. And that was my, that was my first language and normal Christian, whatever wasn't. And so I think the Lord honored that because my heart in that moment, in that worship session, it was so pure and it was for him and it was seeking him um, through all the ways that I had been taught. And he honored that by like touching me with a kiss that, that burned and that defined a huge part of my life and really established from the time that I was seven, like this deep conviction of the truth of who he is. And, um, you know, we can, we can objectively hear about God and hear about who he is and what he does, but until we subjectively experience him and until we subjectively see him work and feel his presence in our hearts, I think a lot of times people struggle um, to put both feet into their faith. And so I'm just super grateful that I had that experience at such a young age because it encouraged me. And um, the Lord proved himself faithful, and he always does that. We never are able to, like, prove him faithful. He always proves himself faithful. And so he did that. And so... It's interesting because what's happening now in my community in Santa Barbara and um, in my church, and by church I don't mean organization, I mean family and people who I gather with regularly, weekly, and pray with and worship with and do it in homes. Um, I really think the Lord is, has been leading most of us through a season of refinement where he's taking out the impurities and I had this revelation a few weeks ago of, of the fact that his gospel, his truth, who he is is simple, and there's not a lot of fluff in it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's pure, and it's hard to put to words, but he he's truth. There's no there's no good, there's no evil, there's, he's just, it's just truth. And so uh, refinement, I was realizing, like, as gold goes through the refinement process, it's heated, and the impurities are burned out, and all that's left is just one thing, and it's just pure gold. And so I think in, in my life, I've been seeing the fruit of purification and the fact that as I become more pure, as he reveals things in my heart that need to go, as I consistently and create a lifestyle of repentance and confession, he is removing the impurities. And it's not like he's teaching me a bunch of things of what it means to be a Christian and what it means to be a Christ follower. It's like he's removing the lies of what it means to be a Christian and what it means to be a Christ follower. And he's reinstilling in my heart the purity of it and the fact that 
it's possible to dwell in truth and it's simple and it's not complicated, but I think it is sometimes challenging to put to words what that entails um, because it is a subjective experience and it's a subjective like lifestyle and pursuit of him. And so as my friends and my community have been walking through this process and leaning into him and, and we have prayer meetings and we're all on our knees confessing our dirty stuff to each other and to the Lord and repenting and, and pleading with the Lord because we we are, I think, one thing that marks my generation is that we're a generation that doesn't want, um, we don't want to settle for something that's beneath our inheritance. And the Lord has given us an inheritance, which is to be seated at the right hand with him. Mm-hmm. And um, to experience the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is at hand and to experience it here. And so I think my friends and my community, we were convicted of that truth that we don't want anything less than, than what he's done. And, um, and what he's done is he's died for us and he saved us from hell. And how powerful is that, you know? And so um, as we have been taking this posture of repentance and patience is a big part of it too, not going too fast into what he's spoken and to what he's promised, but waiting on him to be the leader. Um, he's really showed up in a lot of incredible ways. And so um, one thing that's happening specifically that's that's really been very powerful and he's evidently been moving in has been um, my, my dear friend Alyssa and Veronica have a home that they felt like the Lord, well, that the Lord did give them, and the testimony's crazy, but the Lord gave them a home and he gave it to them um, with a prophetic word that, it would be a it would be a house of ministry to the heart of God and a house of worship and prayer and sort of like this um, this temple that that there's consistent twenty four seven worship um, and ministering to the heart of God and not necessarily an outlet for for the Lord to minister to His people but for us to minister to Him and it's interesting because He always in turn ministers back to us but they they've been given this house and um, we've been praying and. Um, putting in place leadership and kind of like there's been a group of leaders who have been meeting and praying consistently into what the Lord's doing and what he wants to do and and then we've had a few worship nights where we've invited everybody we can invite literally we text everybody that we know even people we don't know people on the street people in the coffee shops like like come worship the Lord with us come see what he's doing and the Lord has like shown up incredibly um and the first one we did we invited people over and we had we had we have um fellowship and eating from six to seven and then worship from seven to nine thirty ten and so everybody started getting there around six and um i was in the living room talking to my one of my friends and we were talking i told i told her that i had a dream and right whenever i said that i had a dream it was like the spirit just sort of came upon us <laughs> and you, you can tell and we're both just like whoa and then the people having a conversation next to us felt it and they're like whoa and so I think the only appropriate thing to respond to in that moment is just to get on your knees because the ground is solid and safe <laughs> and sometimes when the spirit comes your legs kind of fail you so yeah, we, we all went to the ground, and for probably an hour and a half, we were just 
drunk in the spirit and and it's interesting because it wasn't it wasn't like disorienting it in the moment whenever I was encountering him and he was touching all of us my mind was clear and I was thinking like what is going on why is this happening um, and I could think clearly I was supposed to lead worship right now how am I going to do that um, but like at the same time I'm like can't get up I get up and I feel dizzy and like I just need to be back on the ground um, and so he's really just been showing up incredibly and his tangible presence um, has been touching hearts my heart and other people's hearts and he's been using these we've had three now he's been using these worship nights to meet um, people to to meet them um, not just with his presence but with his love and with his um, redemption and grace and and he's he's purifying our hearts through this because he's showing us that all it takes to encounter him and live with him is a pure heart and it takes just listening and being obedient to him. And so that's kind of the gist of what's been happening lately. Um, but in addition to that, I think every everybody in my community just learning what it means to literally have Christ preeminent in everything. Have him first in, in your morning. Have him first in your work. And it's not him at the top of the list of things to do every day, but it's him at the top of everything you have to do every day. And and really leaning into that and like um, letting him be the priority and really living in the spirit and putting to work putting to death the works of the flesh and the striving and the efforts um, because you know we all have sinned and we all have fallen short of the glory of God and it's only by grace that we get to enter in to the holy of holies and um, really encounter him and our works are of filthy rags and the only way that fruit comes from our works is if the Lord is the is what's driving us, you know, and the spirit within us. And so because it's not our works, it's his works through us. And so that's kind of the gist of what's been happening. And it's just it's humbling because it's such a privilege to be a part of it because I'm I'm so weak and I'm um, I'm just this, I'm just a broken man, you know. And I'm really thankful that he is redeeming my heart and redeeming the hearts of my community and leading us in paths of righteousness. And I'm convicted of the truth that it is possible to live a righteous life. And just because we've sinned in the past doesn't mean that we have to make excuses for reasons why we can live in the future and continue stumbling. Like, I think that he is raising up a generation um, that is pure in heart and that and there's obviously grace in every season, um, but my heart is just to be righteous before him and be able to minister to his heart in purity and to be a high priest to him. And so, Lord, do what you want with me, but yeah. that's my desire. Well, that's that's powerful. And what there's several things you said that are really that are really uh, touch points. One of them is that. As you described um, being overwhelmed by the Spirit and entering into that rather unique atmosphere that happens when God comes upon a people and they submit themselves to them, to Him, that's really a unique flow. It's, you know, I don't want to call it a river. That's too much of a trite term, but it it really is a a manifestation of His of His presence, where everybody. Well, maybe not everybody, but a good portion of people 
are overwhelmed and some people can't and it's 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 wonderful it's like it's it's like it's it overwhelms things it's like an inebriation in the spirit but one of the things you said is really indicative of what it is to be a leader because you can be in one part overwhelmed by that but on the other part you can be thinking things that God is telling you you need to do and things that you know he's that he's highlighting and that's the channel where in those atmospheres he's going to give you direction he's going to give you um he's going to give you insight he's going to teach you and that's a rare thing not everybody has that you know some people are either totally mind driven and they're analyzing everything and they have no conception of the visitation of this but they may know it's there but they're not participating they're not imbibing mm-hmm. and other people are so overwhelmed by it that they emerge from it just blotto mm-hmm. they you know and god loves that god it, I, I call those fuelers mm-hmm. that, that it's like coals mm-hmm. and all they can talk about is how it felt and what it is and they want more of it and that's precious but then there are those that are like the priests that when everybody else is gone, they have to stand the minister. And that's a rare thing, and that really is indicative of a leader. And you just were expressing those things that describe that kind of a capacity. And it's ordained by God. Mm-hmm. So the challenge is maintaining that and, and um, because you can become so overwhelmed with what he's telling you it's like in any other thing. You know, couples can be in love, they can be devoted to each other, and then life catches up and they start doing things that they need to do and they forget the thing that brung it. You know, they forget the thing that was there. And it's the same way with God. But I, I commend that. I'm very thankful for that. Well, didn't you just, you just told me um, <clears throat> that you've met three times now. And you said you've had to have leaders meeting where you've had to discuss that you have to stand, you know, you, <laughs> you have to be able to function because that's, that's, that's what yeah. you have to be able to function. And so can you just, just address that a little bit? Yeah, I think that what you just said is just spot on. Um, it's it's a powerful thing to be able to walk in the spirit, but also have a mind for to see um, the places that the Lord is highlighting that need the spirit, and I think that's kind of what we talked about in our meeting um, was was the first meeting that we had. Um, I, it's not bad, but we, none of us were really expecting to be on the floor for an hour and a half. Um, and, and the spirit came and we responded the way that we knew how to respond, which was to get down and honor him and like accept and, and rest, rest in the presence. Yeah. And that's really what it was is I stood up and I woke up the next morning just feeling like a million dollars, like so good. And it really is rest. It's not efforts. It's not like you have to do anything. It's not like, I mean, there are things to be done. But when the spirit came in that moment, it was rest. It was just sitting there and letting his spirit like cover you and baptize us. And, and so that's what it was. But we had a meeting after and 
um, kind of just discussed that it probably was not the most responsible thing considering that we had invited a bunch of people who may not have been exposed to that. And in no way am I saying that we need to water it down or cover things up. I'm just saying that there is an obligation and duty as leaders to lead. And it's it's impossible to lead when you're um, completely, as Pastor was saying, like the coals, like you're just burning and you can't even focus, you can't even think, you can't walk, you can't speak to people. And that's a, that's not a bad thing, but as a leader, it is important to be able to maintain some composure so that you can direct where the Lord is telling you to go. And so um, we kind of established that that wasn't the best idea, that that probably wasn't the most wise idea to let ourselves go there um, and be to give ourselves, to lend ourselves completely to that encounter, more so to lend ourselves to the encounter as well as like lending ourselves to leading um, the people. And that's, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like what Peter did on the day of Pentecost. I mean, you talk about a visitation. That was the visitation. That was the birth of the church. It was the birth of the ecclesia. So here was this amazing thing, and the fire was still flickering <laughs> on people's heads, and it's just this wind is blowing in the spirit, and Peter stands up and says, "This is that. Somebody has to lead the because what's this? This is so precious." that the enemy recognizes it Mm -hmm. and some way or another there has to be a shepherd that stands or the flock will be either stolen or but that's leadership talk Mm -hmm. and you you can only say that to to people who are designated by God to be his leader in that framework Mm -hmm. and that's definitely something that that he has invested in you and we're really proud of that and thankful for it yeah me too because we've seen it, we've seen it here and in, in various places around the world when God just overwhelms something. You have to, you cherish that, but you also recognize that he chose to do that at that point. And like you said, there are people that are there that, what meaneth this, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are going to be some there who think, ah, this is, this is, these guys are drunk. Can I just address something else that you said um, that I think is is applicable to where God has you all? You know, your your generation is is really set apart, and we've talked about this about how this generation. You know, you can call them the what do they call them? The millennials. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to put a label on it because sometimes that can take on a negative connotation. But um, you you're this generation that that has really all you've ever known is this communication age and the age of media and the age of information and all of that whereas God has called us as as his saints his intercessors to be that communication center and to be that pure vessel of 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 communication of in the spirit and what God's doing because everything begins with a voice and so i think it's it's really appropriate and so god that the inception of where God has you, he's touching you with his fire. He's touching you with his His refinement because he's preparing you to be that army of saints. To Because it, there will be warfare involved because like Pastor said, the enemy. Yeah, the last time I was in Santa Barbara, it was the first time that God actually lifted the veil and I was able to see the darkness. And it was like, whoa. 
but at the same time, I could see these 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 pockets of light, and 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 I'm so encouraged by what God is doing there in the spirit. But I guess I say all this to say that that fire and that that purification is for a purpose. And I think about who the saints are; they are the ones that have that are sanctified, that submit themselves to that process of purification and sanctification um, to be able to stand in the white linen before the Lord, but also to serve Him as his army and to serve him in that measure of purpose. And so I think God, you know, his hand is so much in that, that what you're sensing in that fire and that purification. And I love that he did that that first night. And, and because he wants more than anything for you to just to be completely just submitted and, and, and just bear before him. And I know, I don't know. I just, I see how he, the progression of how he's moving through through you and through your community, and it's, it's, it's really powerful. And it is to be those, those priests and those kings and those, um, those intercessors. And it is to continue to foster and um, empower your relationship with Him. That is first and foremost. That is the foundation of all of it. But there's such purpose, and there's such, um, there's a mission there that lies before you. And he, and I know you live that. I mean, you were telling me when you were with Sarah and Elizabeth the other night how you guys had gone out for just a little bit and encountered somebody and ended up ministering to them. And I mean, I know you walk that, you live that. But um, anyway. You know, there's a difference between people doing a work for God and God ordaining something for a specific time in a specific place. There's a, both are good but in your instance it's not just that you guys decided to to do this god has really put a table for you in the presence of mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful places on earth but one of the darkest places on earth absolutely and so this is a divine timing it's a divine choice and that that gives you an operations manual in the spirit that's different than normal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can rely on that. You know, most churches think, well, you know, we're going to go and we're going to do the work of the Lord, the work of the ministry. We're going to welcome him and we're going to see people saved and we're going to labor and we're going to build this thing. And that's good. Mm-hmm. But this is different. Mm-hmm. This, this, And it's not saying one's better than the other, but this is different because God has, God has ordained this. This is a visitation place. And... Um, there's there's a different rule book for that and absolutely i just pray that the lord will will cause you to access that confidence and that faith mm-hmm. to function in that unique environment because it's not normal church it's not normal ministry mm-hmm. it's it's partnering with a yeah. a timetable yeah. of the father yeah that's really good yeah, that's true. There is such a need for truth in Santa Barbara. And as you as you both were talking, I was just thinking, like, this is what we need prayer for. This is what we need intercessions for is, is for the Lord to, to lead us in all measures of truth because there's such a spirit of, um, well, so for instance, Santa Barbara, I believe, is the number eight post-Christian city in the u.s and post-christian is basically like 
they believe beyond that, that Christianity is outdated, that it's not relevant, and that there's like it's more it's a morally relative sort of truth that people abide by, mm-hmm. and there there is biblical truth within that, but it's twisted and it's relative. So it's kind of this mindset of like whatever you, whatever goes for you, that's your own truth. Find your own truth, go your way, and we support you. And even like even in the church, I've I've seen not in any specific church. I'm saying even in the body of Christ, I've seen this sort of mindset um, seep in to people's ideas of 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 tolerance, honestly, and seeing somebody live be below righteousness and in sin and be and, and make excuses of. of well, that's that's just they believe it, and maybe they were made this way. Maybe this is just how they think, how they were like designed to be. We accept you, we love you, um, and and acceptance and love is essential as a Christian, and we all need to have that. But there also has to be a measure of truth and and speaking forth and declaring truth into those places, not in condemnation or in judgment, but in grace and love, and. Um, and so prayer, huge prayer request is just that the Lord would continue to strengthen us in truth, in the word, and in the scripture, not to settle for a relative faith that that abides by the world and by what the world has made people to believe, but that abides that this is the word of God and like that it is the ultimate truth. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we don't have a relative truth. We have a definite, inerrant truth. And so that's a huge prayer request. And and I think that the biggest thing is that the biggest thing that ministers to people is not argumentative forms and strategies. It's it's a life. And for someone who has a deficiency in um, in their faith, in their walk with God, um, to walk into and alongside community that is grounded in truth, and to see that that like truth always produces fruit you know and it's the fruits of the spirit it's love and it's joy and it's peace and that's something that i'm so thankful my community embodies so well is just freedom childlikeness faith peace joy comfort long-suffering you know all the all the fruits of the spirit they embody so well and the biggest point of ministry i think that we that the lord has provided for us is just to do life with people to walk through life with people because we're all in different places doing different things influencing different people groups and as as we let the lord lead us in righteousness people see the fruits of that and they say okay this person was just confronted with this really hard thing why and how did they react to it like they did in peace and in trust and in faith what is like they have there's something different about them i want that and then they they enter into doing life with that person and they see that oh it's because they abide by truth and they live in righteousness and there's no sin there's no compromise in their life and and they love god and that's the biggest thing is just love the lord your god with all your heart mind and soul and spirit and everything um and so yeah i think just it's so important that we maintain conviction conviction that the Lord continues to convict our hearts of the foxes that are ruining the vineyard of his love in our hearts and um, and it's so encouraging to see the Lord move and to hear testimonies and to see healings and to hear about salvations and and it's not void it's not empty it's not a moment of a visitation it's a moment of a visitation that inspires a life of righteousness and faith and so 
God is God is definitely moving and um, and there is a huge mandate and he wants to do a huge thing in Santa Barbara. He wants people saved. He wants people encountered by his goodness and his truth. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do and what he's been doing. Um, and so, yeah. Hmm. That's, that's what's, <laughs> that's the only thing that's going to, that's going to touch, I say this generation, but our nation. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only, that's the only thing that's going to do it. Because this relativistic truth is is doctrines of devils. Mm-hmm. It really Absolutely. is. And um, uh, there's there's uh, you know I, we we've done a lot of praying out in California, and you know many times I would just fly out there to, to walk and pray, whether in San Francisco or being in in L.A., and to see the structure of the enemy encampment there. It, the enemy is so haughty. I mean, through that through that state, he the prince of the power of the air has basically dictated mindsets around the world, mm-hmm. and it is a it is a well oiled machine. I mean, it is it and it, it's the the weakness of the enemy is still pride, and you know, God is birthing this spark of His Spirit through simplicity and humility in the face of pride Mm -hmm. and um, uh, I just want to commission our saints throughout the world to be led of the spirit to pray for you and to pray for these these ones that God has brought together as a team that the purity of his direction would be maintained and that God would thwart the various assignments that the enemy is trying to do to, and you know, Paul said he has devices, and he's he's analyzing how he can try to thwart this, mm-hmm. and we're not afraid of that, but we we pray that God would put those things to flight mm-hmm. and keep that purity there, um, and you know, as these people intercede. There's going to be a lot of questions that a lot of these young people, everybody's young to me now, even her. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But, you know, there are going to be a lot of questions that these people have in the presence of the Lord Mm -hmm. that you've been uniquely trained to explain. Mm -hmm. They need that Mm -hmm. because, you know, whatever God leads you into an experience in love He's going to direct uh, explanation concerning who they are, concerning what he's ordained for them, how they function, and uh, uh, that is one of be going to be one of the main gifts that God has. He's already given it to you, but He has to activate it and develop it because there has to be an explainer. Mm-hmm. You know, if, they, if we learn anything from First Corinthians. When the spirit begins to move, when Paul writes and he said, "And prophets are speaking, and you know, teachers are the the spiritual, the pneumaticos are doing this." There has to be someone who stands up with a Herman Yuo mm-hmm. who can explain mm-hmm. and who can make that real for them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're just as precious as it is having experience. And if you just have experience, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But you need to grow off those experiences, not 
forsaking the experiences, but building off of them. Right. And that's going to fall largely upon you and those that God brings beside you. And that's, I'm really praying for you for that. It's it's what God wants. It's yeah. not some fearful thing. Yeah, no, I'm not. But you have to have that because, and there are a lot of other voices. Once this becomes known, mm-hmm. and it is becoming known, mm-hmm. you always have people who have lost the fire mm-hmm. who will want to come and capture your fire and fuel their engine through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm praying that God won't let this precious thing be swallowed up by the last fire that's lost their fire. Right. You know? Yeah. Because that's destructive. That's what happened to William Branham when Gordon Lindsay was managing Branham and walking, you know, the, who founded CFNI. Um, Branham was having angelic visitations, tremendous healings. Uh, he would be called up like a famous picture down in Houston where he was speaking before the media and someone from the Houston Chronicle took a picture and a professional photographer and saw this glow around him and nobody could explain it because everybody knew the credentials of this guy and um, these slicks came in to Branham and said you know Lindsay is is good but you need to follow us because we can really help you and that was the downfall and um, so just know we're praying because we cherish what God is doing and you really are a table and your group is a table in the presence of the enemy and and uh, God put that there. God led you there. Right. And um, he just needs to put the encampment around you, the grace encampment, the angel of the Lord encamping around you. Yeah. And um, so it's it's serious business. It is. And I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm thankful. Because I know this isn't the only thing you're going to do, but this is an essential thing. Yeah. And from that, God is going to propel you and others into extended streams and um, in that way a lot of the prophetic words that have gone before you are going to be fulfilled mm-hmm. but you don't need uh, you don't need diversions you don't need to be no. uh, channeled off this mighty river needs to be doing what God wants it to do you know you mentioned something too I want to go back to this we have some time about when you prayed for AJ. Mm -hmm. And I remember that season in your life. You you, you tower over me now. But at that time, you were were just small. You were short. (laughs) And uh, uh, there were a lot of bigger boys here at the church. And, you know, I I always felt for you because I thought out of the lot, this one is one that that I know, and God wants to bless all of them. But this one is precious, and the the young man that you laid hands on is now a muscle bound medic with the Navy that functions with the Marines. And there's probably not a more pure hearted young man than AJ. Mm-hmm. And when you laid hands on him, something happened between the quotient of God's spirit in both of you that both of you needed. Mm-hmm. And um, that, was, that was a powerful gift from God. That wasn't, it wasn't a random occurrence. Mm-hmm. You needed that, and I think he needed that too. And um, so I, I bring that to this 
point. When you're in the midst of those kinds of visitations, um, God does things between people, and there are there are ways that God brings agreement in those environments that's different than any other thing on earth, mm-hmm. and um, um, there can be there can be powerful things that happen because of that. And there can be, I don't want to say perversions, but there can be things that are kind of off track that can happen. And we've seen that over the years. But I pray for you and your spirit and the spirit of God that comes upon you that he will preserve you in that because you have a pure heart. And there's going to be a lot in those types of environments of people that want to come and connect with you. And God's going to have to preserve you and put a fire around you that only the ones that God wants you linking with, that's a bad term, Mm -hmm. can really happen. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a a strange strange thing. Mm -hmm. It's a a strange thing, but... um, uh, you know, people who've never experienced that don't really know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can, your spirit can come alongside someone else's spirit, and the spirit of the Lord can do things in that agreement that is uh, to put ten thousand to flight, magnified over and over again, and that is a rare gift. And um, I know that you have. You have a dynamic within you from the Lord that make causes that to be accentuated, and I would just say, God protect Noah and keep him um, in that because that is a necessary thing that that happens in the spirit. And one of the things that that I've said, you know, we've talked. Your mom and I have traveled a lot together, and we minister a lot together, and you know, we analyze different needs in the ministry theaters and what we see happening in various places. And um, one of the things that that I we, we talk about young people and we talk about things that happen in life and and I, I've said, you know, if I was giving counsel to anybody, any young person who's moving in the things of the spirit, I would say, Make sure that whoever you, God directs you to, uh, to be who you feel God wants you to be, make sure that you can link that way. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't, it's going to be a long road. Mm-hmm. And um, But in those environments, you're going to find that spirit that God put within you that's unique to you, and God's going to have touch points, and those because it's him it's not something he created it's him and it's your identity and it's your agenda for this time frame and sometimes god will bring someone who is uniquely aligned in that same way and when that agreement comes it is eternal and it it explodes and it creates something and it does something mighty and that that is that is pioneering territory in the spirit and it is so it's more powerful than nuclear fission and um, 
I pray that in that environment out there, as you as a son of this house who we love, that God will preserve you with every measure of with every measure of experience and overcomings, crowns that he has allowed us through many, many times of failing and then trying to regain it. I pray that that same capacity, we impart that to you so that God will preserve preserve this precious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, the things you're, you're going to experience, we're just so proud and so thankful. We still have time. I just dropped some bombs there. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything you want to say or anything you want to say. That's good. I need that preservation. Well, we we commit to pray for you. Because, again, there are people in Switzerland. There are people in other nations that God is going to cause you to take that fire to. And God is going to cause there to be uh, just, man, uh, just an impartation. People have been created and are hungry for the thing that God is cooking up in your table. And we speak the, 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 the divine timing of the Lord and the facilitation of those connections. Um, this is... We just say that 100%, not 30, not 60, but 100% of what God has ordained for you will be done. And um, I know that's going to happen. I, I really do. So we as a, a saint's family, we love what God is doing, and we all speak blessing, and we all... We all put forth um, our prayers and our agreement for what God's doing in you. And that as you come up to this time of graduation, that God will make your paths really clear, Mm -hmm. really clear. Boy, man, remember those days graduating and what's ahead? (laughs) Good grief. But God's wisdom is with you. It's beautiful that he's graduating in a year of wisdom. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. We baptize you in the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Well, we don't. We ask the spirit to do it. (laughs) Father, will you give us a cup of wisdom and understanding? We won't pour it on him. Well, I don't want to pour it on me. I want to be immersed. I want to be saturated. Anything you want to say, Prophet, Mom? No, I just, <clears throat> I just stand with, with you and and blessing what God's doing, and it's such a, a beautiful thing to witness and even to be a part of. I'm just so thankful to, to be a part of, to be a part of your community, mm-hmm. that you've embraced me and. Um, that I get to share that walk with you. It's just, it's it, it, it. There's nothing that thrills me more, whether or not you are my son or not. But that's just an added bonus. To be able to speak spiritual things with spiritual things with you, and to be able to speak the same language and and to share in in conversation about the deep, deep things of God. 
and um, so there to me that is just the apex of existence and so I'm just very thankful for that and I'm so excited to see what God's going to do and as much as I want you to come home I want you to be exactly where God has you I want you to be exactly where he has ordained for you to stand in this season and to see it to fulfillment and I I just see so many incredible things happening there in, through your community in that, in that area. So I'm just excited to see how it all plays out. And Pastor mentioned Switzerland. I mean, I'm excited about what God's doing there. Mm-hmm. I know that he's, he's really moving through those young people there. And um, we've just established so many friendships with so many of the, the young people there. And I'm so thrilled that you're connected and, and a part of that as well because I can see prophetically God building a church um, with with leadership from those from your generation to really carry the torch forth and I just believe that we're going to see the coming of the Lord I do I'm yeah so yeah I just I pray that God honors when he said that in the end times he would pour out his spirit on all flesh and I want to see like the entire church walking in the spirit. Yeah. That's my heart. My heart is Jesus. And it all comes from Jesus, you know? He's yeah. the center of it all. And it's easy to get lost in the things and the and what he's doing and the agenda and what there is to do and to forget that the centrality of what we believe and why we do what we do is to honor him and it's all about him. And so my heart is just that he stay at the center, he stay at the forefront, he be first in everything. And, and yeah, as much talk as there is about becoming pure and righteous, like purity and righteousness is a side effect of Jesus. It is, and knowing him. And so, Jesus be the center. Do you guys have a name for your gatherings? No. Do you have a, no name? No, no name. Wow. Anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous. No, but I mean, have you, have you talked about it? No, we haven't. It's, we're, it's not there yet. The, yeah. It's been so exciting to see just the progression of how this thing, how God has done this. Because, I mean, he's just worked in each individual life of, of everyone that is involved and moved them here, moved them there, done this, done that. And I, it's been so, so precious to... Mm-hmm to hear the testimony and even to, to witness the way that he's moved in each one of you in such strategic ways to bring you to this point. I mean, it's a miraculous thing. It truly is. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe he's going to build, I believe he's building a church. Mm-hmm. And, and it's for that whole region, that whole area. And yeah. subsequently for our nation and for, um, for the world, for his kingdom. And mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's yeah. no small thing. It is no small thing. No. Well, so we that, bless you in that's that. That's exciting. And it's we, very exciting. We're so thankful. We, we pray for you. We commit to pray for you and for what all God is doing. And, and I just ask that the Lord, um, you know, when Jesus went to the Father, he said that he would send the Holy Ghost, that he would teach us bring to remembrance all things that he has taught us mm-hmm. and that is my prayer for you that you have been raised in this atmosphere of 
of of mystery and revelation and the unveiling of that through our the atmosphere of intercession mm-hmm. and and I just pray that all the things that all the seeds that have been sown in you of truth from scripture from the mysteries being revealed through the number of years that you grew up in this house that those things would come forth out of you in God's timing and that those revelations that are in you that have been sown into you even at such a young age that you don't understand that you didn't understand at the time Mm -hmm. that in God's through his anointing and through his spirit and in his timing he would bring those understandings to you and you would be a voice of that revelation to your generation it's good yeah it's very good yeah because the the church needs the revelation and it needs the truth and you've already said that over and over again but um it it desperately needs that truth well i still think it's amazing that the lord you know he could have sent you to school up in idaho not there's anything wrong with idaho but he sent you out to (laughs) really a place that the enemy thinks is his yeah I mean, I just think there's 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 a there's a divine laughter over that. Yeah, I think so too. It's funny. There really is. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. And what a blessing it is to to be there. Uh, there's a joke with my parents that whenever I complain or if I ever feeling like I don't want to be where I am, either my mom or my dad will just be like, you know, Noah. You could be in Lubbock, Texas right now, <laughs> and all the complaints go away. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> well, we speak blessing over you, dear brother, and we speak the protection of the Lord and the covering of his spirit, and that the spirit of truth will continue to guide you into all the truth that God has ordained for you to unveil and to live in. And we, we pray that the, the angels of the Lord would encamp around you, keep you in all of your ways, and that God's grace would be sufficient in every way to accomplish everything that he's ordained for you to be. Mm-hmm. So we proclaim that over you, and we do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being here, Noah. Thank you. It's been an honor. Well, it's a, it's a treat. Um, thanks, uh, Mom for arranging this that was a real prophetic act and um, so what is well we can talk about this and just announce it later about Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve oh okay Um, I'll say that's a good point on um, tomorrow night will be Wednesday Night Live but it will be available on Facebook and Spotify and you can just we're going to record it just an hour before the normal broadcast christmas eve there will not be a wednesday night live broadcast um i don't think so i don't think we're gonna christmas is on wednesday yeah so i'm saying tuesday there won't be saints radio oh you're talking about saints radio yes because we're on saints radio right yeah we can we can um not have a broadcast on christmas eve and new year's eve okay i just wasn't sure that's good i'm sorry okay well thanks everybody and uh, Robin is already after it, so we will we will say goodbye. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in.